What would you do if you had no other choice but to continuously put as much stress on your body and mind in sports to get out of the situation you are to make it to college? Would you do it? Stay tuned because our next guest did just that and we're going to find out what happened. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. The good don't grow. We help you understand the benefits. With CBD and cannabis, yeah. The good don't grow. We remove the fear of the unknown. By giving you all the facts. The good don't grow. We bring the unbiased content from opposing views to give you nothing but the facts. I welcome you to the show. The good don't grow. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Dudes Grow. I'm your host, Gary Roberts. Our next guest, Ashley Powers, started running at the age of six. Her parents were runners, and she thought it was a great way to actually get a closer connection with her father, who eventually lived out of state. As a single mom of multiple talented kids, Ashley's mother decided to move the family to Newport Beach, where Ashley was in the seventh grade in hopes that the kids would have the opportunity to earn athletic scholarships. And what happened next is actually an amazing story. We actually did a little intro a couple of months back so i appreciate you coming on again i totally dropped the ball and somehow my recording of myself sounded really looney tunish so i appreciate you coming back on the show today it's a pleasure thank you for inviting me back <laughs> the cool the cool thing about the second time is i i know a little bit more about your story and everything else and it, and it really kind of hits home even even more now than it did in the first time because i've been telling people basically both firefighters and athletes like professional athletes or people who are trying to be get the best out of their performance kind of run a parallel stream kind of like i was just telling you before we started i put my body through an eight hour ordeal last night with an overturned gas tanker truck with nine thousand gallons of gas and for six hours i was in and out of 80 pound gear so my body is pretty beat up and like professional athletes like yourself who are trying to get to the olympics or try to have a better better time and everything else we do things that normal people don't do. So it's, it's tell people a little bit how you got started in running and everything else and a little backstory behind it. So everybody understands what I'm talking about. Cause that's a great story how you started. Yeah. So I started running when I was six years old, both of my parents were runners. Um, and I really wanted to connect with my dad who they were no longer together. So I got into running. My older sister was also a runner and it really clicked and they saw that I had a lot of potential. So my mom wanted us to have a better opportunity and we were living in a more lower income community. So she actually looked for the best schools, running schools to move us to. And so she moved us to Newport beach um, at this school called Corona Del Mar. It was one of the best uh, running programs in the country at the time. And it would happen to be in California where we were living anyway. So we moved out there and um, I was taught that my only way to college was to run and earn a scholarship. Um, and that was something that was really important to me, almost more important than my love for the sport at that age, because it was a means to make my life. 
Um, and my pat, my goal, because at that time my dad would come out for races was to run next to my older sister and be a one, two punch before she graduated. And that was my sophomore year of college or high school. I'm sorry. And I, in the middle of summer training, I got my first stress fracture. Um, and and, the, and just, just so we understand, that's a big deal to most people. You're, you're trying to get out of a situation you're in. So you put a lot of stress on not only mentally, but physically to make sure that running was the thing you needed to be, get done. So that's just a lot, a lot of pressure on you, is not? It was completely because I had no understanding outside of running will get me to college. I, we were unaware of the financial aid aspect. So for me, it was an end all and I had to figure out how to get healthy. And so it wasn't just the stress of being injured and wanting to run. It was also, this is my future, my life, my limited experience at 15 years old. You don't understand that it's not the end. So it was a very devastating time for me. Um, and kind of, I won't go into those details, details, but I ended up just taping up and running through that stress fracture after trying everything to heal, it wouldn't heal. And so we learned to just tape it up and run. And I carried that with me into my freshman year of college where I did get a full scholarship to Southern Methodist university. And I was in so much pain, but at this point I was now a top runner and I wanted to be the best and that wasn't holding me back. So I just kept going with it. And when I got to a point where I realized I could go anywhere I want to, um, and I learned about financial aid and all of those things, I decided to transfer to UCLA. Um, and I was very fortunate because there was also better resources in terms of, uh, medical resources. Um, at the time I didn't like that because they were stopping me from running. Uh, they recognized that I was in a lot of pain and to the point that that pain was normal. And so they shut me down completely. Wouldn't let me run, would do random testing on my shins um, and started giving me all these different medications, which I had already um, been resistant to Advil because throughout high school, I would take three Advils with every meal, not knowing that that's so bad for you. So they were giving me, uh, I guess, Norco, it's a stronger one and that wasn't working. Uh, they were trying everything and I was not getting better. So I just wasn't running. And then See, I, it's a, basically it, it ended up being, you just something you loved and they got you out of the situation you in, you started to kind of like, I don't want to use the word despise, but you didn't like it anymore because a, you couldn't do it mm -hmm. as good as you know, you are because you're always in pain and you couldn't figure out how to fix it. So basically you wanted to give it up until you found out about CBD, correct? Yeah. And that I did not find out about CBD until I left the program. I left the UCLA program about a semester early than the track season ending. And I heard whispers about CBD. And because I was no longer affiliated with any NCAA, USATF, I figured why not try it? And this was 2016. So it was not uh, I guess a legal substance in sports. Right. So it was really scary just from an ego side. <laughs> <laughs> I understand 100%. Same thing as when I started, I was scared. I'd on a professional side going, are they going to 
start thinking that I'm, I'm a drug user and start testing me all the time. So I can understand a little bit of anxiety and stress when you first figure it out, what you're doing, what product you're buying and everything else. Oh yeah. And I mean, at least the only access I was aware of was at a dispensary where it was basically a marijuana based and not a hemp based. So I was even more like, I'm going into a dispensary and buying this spray that has CBD, but THC too. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's hilarious. I, I think I went into one, one dispensary and I felt so out of place. You know, it it was just like, because I, we, we grew up to where the same thing as you always in sports and the drug thing and, and the, and the, in the, Cannabis thing was taboo, the evil leaf, the, the, all this. So when you when you hear something that's going to help you and you walk into these places or you order it online and it comes with these little funky bottles and you're like going, do I, don't I, do I, don't I? But, it, but like me, you started noticing an immediate difference. Is that correct? Oh, completely. And that's from that spray. I started like wanting to figure out how to make stuff for myself. And I was really, I'm super into nutrition and superfoods. So I was taking spirulina, collagen peptides, trying to eat the best foods. And it was so hard to stay on track with that and also getting my CBD, right? I wanted all of these right after my run. And so that's when I kind of combined, I started making my little personal bar that I took to my runs and would eat that. And it was my CBD bar. (laughs) But the cool thing about it is that the CBD started to help you so much. You started enjoying running again. Yes. And actually notice that your performance actually started to get better when than you were before when you thought you were one of the best athletes. Well, not that you thought, but you probably really, you were one of the best athletes, but you were noticing that you were going faster than when you were competing. Yeah, it, it completely, from 2016 on, there's been just a continued progression where I've had, I even have gone on um, personal record PR um runs like every single race I'm PRing because I finally am healthy and able to train versus we couldn't get me past 40 mile weeks, even in college. And now I can get in 80 mile weeks. Wow. That's amazing. And and so you started making your own little bars and and everybody started going, what what are you eating? And then he started asking all these questions and all of a sudden you started telling him what it was. Yeah. So I had my bars and, you know, I'd have extra with me on runs or at some point I start bringing it into the office, which I still think is so funny because the first person who offered to buy a bar off me was actually my boss. I was an executive assistant at the time and he like gave me 10 bucks and said, I want two bars. And I was like, wow, you're going to pay 10 bucks for two bars. But yeah, people really were enjoying the bars and it really clicked that wow, this is something that people really would benefit from. And yes, it was something that I benefited from. And it was like my little fun secret, but I could help others and not just provide them CBD, which is so new, but also these other superfoods that they might have never even cared to explore. But because it's in this bar, give it a go. (laughs) And the cool thing is like, kind of like, like our product, your product, the biggest thing is as, as athletes or people who work out a lot, we all know that we're going to try something, even if it don't taste good, we're going to eat it anyways, because we think we're going to get better at something, but that's not like your bars. Everybody started liking the taste and everything yeah. else. And they didn't, they didn't really didn't know how healthy they were. Correct? Completely. Because the, one of the biggest, I guess it's, it has dates and raw cacao. This one's dark. It now is called dark chocolate magic, but 
the cacao really covers the spirulina, which most people would be like, spirulina, algae, uh, what is that? But you, a lot of people can't tell, and they notice that there's this note that's that, that tastes really good. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's spirulina. And so it was really funny introducing this bar that is so healthy to people who were genuinely enjoying thinking it's more of a chocolate bar. That's funny. <laughs> so you created this whole company, you started making chocolate bars and you started getting a little bit, a little bit larger and started doing, showing a little more people. Tell us a little bit more about the company exactly, where it's at, where you see yeah, it Yeah, so after that, we started Ashley's Powers. Um, that's what it's called, Ashley's Powers, my full name with a little play. And we actually, the first year, only had that bar, which was pretty impressive that we were able to kind of enter market with one product. And it was such a success that people wanted more. They wanted other flavors. Um, they wanted just variety because they had this great bar and they wanted more of that. It was unique and funky with the name. So then I had wanted to introduce Bubba Banana Trip, which is our banana walnut one, actually in tandem with that one. And I just couldn't get the, it down initially because bananas are kind of hard to make a bar with. They're mushy. So I already knew like, oh, well, I actually have this that I never put out. So that kind of started me with, okay, so I know I have Bubba Banana Trip. And then Orange You Magic had like an orange twist to dark chocolate magic. Um, and then we also had Very, Very Good to Me. So those were the bars that we initially put out um, were based in Los Angeles. And then we actually, right before the pandemic, introduced Pain Eraser because I started exploring a lot with topicals. And for me, I, I love the bars for recovery. I love it for um, just general anxiety. And for me and getting the nutrition, when I have that specific pain, I wanted something to go right on it massage myself. So that's where Pain Eraser came in. And the whole idea was to have this um, high dose, very simple product, like not putting in, um, you know, menthol or anything else, just focusing on the CBD. And so we had Pain Eraser come out right before the pandemic. And then now we've grown to even having a tincture, uh, two tinctures. One is broad spectrum and others full spectrum. And those are Calm Me Maybe. <laughs> That's that's amazing because I because I remember the first we first show we had you were just starting to get out the the cream mm -hmm. and you were happy about the bars you never mentioned that's the new. tincture so yeah. your company's actually your company's actually going much like you're running it's going upwards directly yeah trajectory. I know it's definitely has and it's also as I've become more open about the kind of CBD I use and for what purpose because I was never really into the tinctures because I had my bars. And then I saw the benefit of, well, you could play around with your doses. And sometimes I, I already had a bar and I want to have CBD. I don't want to have a bar, you know? So I kind of saw in those areas and just having these other offerings that, I mean, rather than me going and, you know, trying, well, I still do like trying other brands and all of that, but I was able to have these products and kind of grow because that's what we want to do. Just like my running, I want to grow and always strive to add more and see where we can go. 
So 2020, you actually qualified for the, didn't qualify, you qualified for the Olympic yes. trials. And I think, was, was it, was grandma's marathon, was that a race, part of the, the qualifying race? Or have you done that one yet? Because I remember we talked in the beginning that you were coming up and I was trying to keep track. And I, I saw you on Facebook, yeah. we kind of went back and forth. I was trying to figure out which race you were doing, but have you done the qualifying so what, race yet? I, I actually qualified for the Olympic trials at the end of 2019. It was at Chicago Marathon. So it was my debut marathon. Um, I had no clue what I was doing. I ran 80 mile weeks and I ended up placing, I think, I believe 24th. It's a world marathon major. So placing 24th in a world marathon major is essentially saying you are 24th at the time in the world. Um, so that was my debut marathon and it qualified me for the Olympic trials, which were in litter right before the pandemic. So it was February 29th, 2020. And so when we had spoken, I was prepping for grandma's marathon, um, to do in June, but I was thinking it's in the Midwest, they're going to have the marathon. And that was not the case. So actually because of the pandemic, everything was shut down in terms of training racing. Um, but I was fortunate enough to do my third marathon because the trials was my second marathon. Um, in December, I was invited to a professional, um, marathon. So, um, this team decided to put together a marathon just for professional runners for us to get another opportunity. A lot of them have contractual requirements that they have to meet a standard to get their bonus or not get a cut in their contract. So that marathon was put on for that purpose and I got accepted. So I got to race that. It was in Arizona, right in the peak in December when Arizona was the hot spot of COVID. So it was really interesting going out there. And then because grandma's was um, canceled, I reached out to them and was like, hey, can I be a part of grandma's 2021? Uh, so I actually just came back from there um, last week. I raced grandma's. Um, it didn't go so great, um, but it's my first bad marathon. So I was like, I think I'm ready for a break and just reset because um, back in 2020, they decided the Olympic team for the marathon at that trials. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. So, but at least you're, you're, you're back to running marathons. It's, it's, you know, it was your first one back. Everything's kind of opening up now. So you have a little bit more time to, yeah. to, to train and everything else. So, so that's cool. So if people wanted to actually get your bars, your tinctures or your creams, where could they actually They go? could actually go to my website right now, mainly because of the pandemic. We went all e-commerce. So that's Ashley's powers, A-S-H-L-E-E-S, powers, P-O-W-E-R-S.com. And that's where we offer our bars and all our other products. Um, we have a few mom and pop shops throughout the U.S. that still carry our bars, but we've limited it to our original stores just to help with them having stuff to right. move. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And if they wanted to follow you on social media to see how you're doing with your running and everything else, um, what's your, so your social So my habits? personal or running um, handle is gogo.powers. Um, that's on Instagram. And my business Instagram is Ashley's Powers, all one word, A-S-H-L-E-E-S-P-O-W-E-R-S. Perfect. All right, everybody, if you're looking for some great tasting bars, you now know where to go. So we'll stick all those into the show notes. Ashley, I appreciate you coming back on the show for, for round two. I'm pretty sure I don't sound like a Looney Tune this time, so we're going to get it out. <laughs> you sound great. <laughs> Perfect. I appreciate it. You have a great week and Thank I appreciate you. you coming on. All right. 
Hey everybody, thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is Podcast Powertrain. Right now they're doing an, an amazing offer for all their course material. If you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked, all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there. Also, if you're looking for a platform, not sure which platform to use to record your show on, Riverside FM is the one we use. You can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside, check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for listening to the show and we will see you, well, we'll see you, but we'll get with you next week. You guys have a great week. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained some type of value. So what we need you to do is leave a review and make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode of The Good Dudes Grow.